Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute. Welcome back to Joe vs. the Minute, a Movies by Minute podcast analyzing the 1990 film Joe vs. the Volcano, one floating on a raft, praying to God minute at a time. Uh, so yeah, Jarf's not here. It's going to be awkward. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. I'm your host, Tierney Steele. But luckily, I've not been left completely alone. Today, I'm joined by Jimbo Kane and the captain. That would be me. <laughs> you have a very official title in the Boobies by Minutes community. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's what I've been known as ever since I ran into this guy here. And <laughs> I've, I've given up trying to explain to people, no, I never was in the army. No, I'm really not a captain. No, it's just a silly nickname. I just roll with it now. Yeah, well, she, she, was, she was in the army. She was just next to, the, very close to the army. She worked I at was a- not in the army. I was you were in, in, you were in Fort De- You were in Fort Devens, and there were people with guns guarding your office. I remember I that. Worked, <laughs> I worked for the army, but I was not part of the army. I was not even a GS. I was just a plain old ordinary civilian contractor. That's the lowest of the low you can get and still be allowed into an army base every day. <laughs> Jim's like, I distinctly remember the guns. <laughs> she, yeah, she, yes. she, was, uh, she, she, was, she had a, a phone on her desk, and on, on her desk it said, uh, the, on the phone it said, battle captain. So uh, every time I'd call up and somebody would pick up the phone, I'd say, let me speak to the captain, please. And they'd instantly hand the phone to Nancy, who definitely is the captain, and she's been that way for uh, at least the, most of the 21st century. So. so the moral of the story is don't ever let anybody give you a silly nickname because it will stick. <laughs> It's a lot. And Jim, uh, where do you claim to hail from podcast-wise these days? There's a few to pick from. Gosh, let's see. Well, I started with Airport Minute, and then I went on to, let's see, oh, what, was, what was after that? I did the Airport Minute, then I did uh, the Rocketeer Minute, and uh, now we're doing uh, Apollo 13 Minute. And then I've also produced uh, all of our Movies by Minutes group projects like... Um, uh, what was the first one we did? Uh, Die Hard. Die Is that Hard the first Minute. One? That's the first one. Okay. Die Hard Minute. And then, um, uh, oh, <laughs> see, you, oh, it's uh, Into the Night Minute. And uh, currently, we're doing uh, North by Northwest Minute, which everybody's doing, including you. You're going to be on an upcoming minute uh, as we're recording. Yeah. This. So very exciting. A uh, nice group project. It always, it's kind of a, a Whitman sampler of the movie by <laughs> minute groups. So interesting to hear how everybody handles these things. Well, today we're gonna. Your our guests are our guests. You're our guests. Our listeners are gonna get to hear you handle minute seventy nine of this movie, which uh, is a little bit different than the group projects we've worked on before. It's one person talking very quietly. It begins with a shot switching from Joe looking at the moon to him in the raft silhouetted against it, and it ends with Joe about to pass out after his prayer to God, thanking him for his life. Yeah, it's basically, it's the Book of Job minute, I think. it's This is in one minute. The does, Book of Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's the Book of Joe instead of Job. But he's, uh, you know, that, that little thing is like, he for, I forgot how big, yeah, how yeah. big, he doesn't even finish the sentence. And it's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful, and it's, it, this is kind of the, I mean, there is a climax coming up, but this is his moral high point. This is where he, I think, figures it all out. This is the minute. Yeah. I can't believe Jarf missed this minute. Anyway, sorry. I I love this little moment. I, it's so perfectly awkward the way he does it. Like he kind of folds in on himself like he's crossing himself, but not really. And 
I just love the little whose name I do not know moment. Exactly. I was just going to say that I like the way that throughout the rest of the movie, he, you know, he doesn't seem religious. He talks about, Mm -hmm. well, I don't even know God's name, but in this one minute, he's fully committed. He is there. And I just, I like that. And I thought Tom Hanks did a great job showing it. Yeah, it is stunning. It's uh, just such a such a brilliant moment and seeing that giant moon, which I, <laughs> I, I get a Nancy was getting a little bit uh, give me funny looks about the way the moon looks, but I'm I'm always <laughs> I'm always annoyed when I see the moon being portrayed, and it's just that's not that's not our moon. <laughs> it could be. It comes close, but there's the things on the moon there aren't you know the, the the where the where the seas are it it's it's close i mean i admittedly uh they're in the south seas so we're seeing what would be to us north you know north americanos we would say it's kind of an upside down moon but that's not even right because it's all in the wrong place but this is all stylized it's like moonstruck it's like you know any other uh film of this ilk it's reminiscent of a moon it's it's a romantic view of the moon and the and the and the and the, and the you know the sea so i'll you got to cut it some slack it's funny to me because it seems like it would be easier to just use a picture of the moon. Like we have pictures of the moon. Well, yeah, but I mean, even this is this is Amblin Entertainment, right? So it, if you watch the to the very mi- the very last minute of this show, and I, you know, I ask everybody <laughs> to listen to the very last minute of this podcast, but the very last minute when you see that Amblin Entertainment logo come up, that drives me absolutely out of my mind because the moon is backwards. <laughs> it's a backwards moon on the uh, Amblin logo, and that just eye crossing for me. But that's my if I have signs of OCD, it all starts with the moon. You know, we sat through a um, theatrical performance of the Pirates of Penzance not long ago, and there was one <laughs> scene where a huge moon filled up the back of the theater, and he was almost ready to get up out of his seat and look for the stage director and say, excuse me, excuse me, do you know you've got the moon upside down there? And I kind of had to hold him down into his seat. and backwards. It was yeah. just, uh, <laughs> I was in pain. But I, I held him down. Good job. <laughs> Don't want to cause a ruckus. <laughs> I, I, try, I try to enjoy things. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got their something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just was wondering, was he on, were they floating for 14 days? Because uh, we started with a, you know, another ill-equipped uh, crescent moon uh, earlier on in the, in the movie. And to me, it looked, I mean, it, it, it takes to get from crescent to full 14 days. So I, I just, uh, I don't know how yeah. long that, that one little bottle of Perrier lasted. <laughs> there have been many questions about the timeline, because it is definitely implied that this has been a few days. And if you look at it logically, it has to be more, like that crescent moon had to have happened and then more time passed that we didn't see. Right. And maybe they had extra bottles of Perrier in one of the trunks and they were somehow able to open it and take out one bottle at a time. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Would, would you drink a capful at a time or not drink a capful at yeah. a time? I don't know. It's all just, it's fascinating. But still, just a very romantic, very uh, emotive scene. I, I enjoy this particular minute. So I'm very thankful for being part of it. Oh, thank you. So I love love this minute and it reminds me of one of my other favorite tom hanks movie moon minutes which uh you will be familiar with is the uh in apollo 13 when he holds his thumb over the moon yes yes at the beginning and then managing to managing to hold his thumb over the earth when he's coming up from behind the moon Mm -hmm. and yeah, well, that's one of my, I wrote down, so it was, in my mind, it's always out of context, but the line, uh, man has been to the moon, and it wasn't any miracle, we just decided to go. Yeah. That's yeah. like super inspiring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my co-host on Apollo 13 Minute, Chris Henry, talks about 
he actually had uh, uh, Fred Hayes and Jim Lovell for a 40th anniversary tour of uh, Apollo 13 up at the uh, EAA's uh, museum in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And so he was kind of in charge of getting Jim and Fredo back to the hotel. And they were driving around the, the campus of the uh, uh, Experimental Aircraft Association in this golf cart. And they're driving along and uh, the moon came up. And as they're driving toward the moon, Jim Lovell actually held his hand up and put his thumb up over the moon <gasps> and put it back down. Oh. <laughs> and, and Chris was like, he did the thing. He did the <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, uh, I, I, can't, I can't imagine how he didn't like, you know, flip the cart over. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and that's did. how Chris died. Yeah, yeah, he just went down when Jim Lovell, you know, gave a thumbs up to the moon. So uh, yeah, so it, he really, really, really does that. It's an amazing little little bit of bit of trivia. So uh, wow, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's so it's so amazing how many different uh, roles Tom Hanks has managed to have. I mean, he he has the life I think that uh, Joe wanted to have in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> That was always my argument as a kid. I said I wanted to be an actress because I wanted to be everything and there wasn't <laughs> enough time. So I would just pretend to be everything and that would be wow. well, <laughs> that would be okay. And, and Meg Ryan's career actually kind of compressed so that she had at least how many I don't know how many is it three or four parts in this movie? Uh, if I, four she did three parts plus one voice, I think. Yes. Yes. I love that some of our listeners and uh, one of the co-hosts had not picked up on the fact that that was her. She uh, does the announcement on the plane. Oh, I didn't realize that. We're descending into Los Angeles. And uh, yeah, it's one of those where people were commenting like, oh my God, now that I'm listening for it, it's totally her. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm really glad to know that our podcast actually is putting new information out into the world. You're you're changing lives. (laughs) We are. I mean, I don't know that that's like super important in the grand scheme of things but you know what it's something that someone knows now that they didn't yesterday works for me it happened to me today so there we go (laughs) so i was going to ask i it's usually phrased as what's your history with this movie but basically just had you guys seen this before do you remember i saw this in the movie theater and i remember seeing it this was was this a year after moonstruck or was it two years after Moonstruck? Uh, I think one. It was. It was sometime, year, but I'd have to look. It's. It's close. Yeah, I remember seeing. I remember after. seeing it in the movie theater and thinking, "Oh, it's the Moonstruck guy. Maybe it's probably going to be romantic <laughs> and corny." And it was, and it was just fine. I just enjoyed the whole that Brazil feel to it. The uh, you know the very oppressive uh, Terry Gilliamish look of the office and stuff. I remember. I remember that part. And then I remember seeing it. I think this was on every two months on HBO forever. Um, huh. Maybe that's where I first saw it. I've been assuming that my dad brought home a videotape, ah. but maybe because we had HBO. I, it was on HBO quite often, I remember, and that's where that's where I've seen it. I had seen bits and pieces of it over the years. I don't know if I'd ever watched the whole movie from start to finish until today. And I um I was not a fan at the start. I said this these are ugly people. They live in an ugly place. He has a horrible job, horrible boss. Why would anybody watch this movie? And then I gradually got a little bit sucked into it. And it was <laughs> this moment that was the tipping point that I watched this movie, this minute. And then I said, oh, all right, I guess this isn't such a bad movie after all, because I'm just <laughs> so involved with him now. And I want to know, I know he's going to get out of it at the end, but I want to know how it happens. And so, yeah. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad it wasn't a total like <laughs> watch. I um I don't know if you remember Nancy, but I also 
co-hosted Mash Minute. Okay. And we did have some people who watched that movie and then came to me and were like, why did you take that time out of my life? So I'm glad oh, that you really? enjoyed the oh, movie. Oh, that's sad. That's very, I enjoy, oh gosh. Yeah. I love people Mash. People who did not know of the, you know, did not even know the movie existed, vaguely knew the TV show existed and what it was, and then watched the movie and were like, well, that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> Yes, I'm I'm glad that you got invested. It really does yeah, you just become actually uh when you were saying that where you were like, I know he gets out of it because yeah. you know, it's I, a Tom I, Hanks movie. He has exactly. to be okay. Yes. I remember and I guess spoilers for The Martian, but that is a story that has been available for a while. Mm-hmm. Before the movie came out, I read a spoiler for the end of The Martian. So I knew uh, he lived. Yeah. But there were multiple points in that movie. And I remember sitting there and being like, okay, we're getting near the end. And it's like, he has to die. There's no way. This guy <laughs> definitely dies. And I'm like, but it said he li- I don't understand. And so that was amazing. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, that's a relatively new development in movies where the main character, the one that you've been with for the entire length of the film, can wind up being killed or dying at the end. Um, that Spartacus. That, of course, there's always an exception. I thought you were going to say I thought you were going to say Brian's song. Oh no. But Whoa. in general, <laughs> The main character, you know, you'd start at the beginning, and especially when it's Tom Hanks, you go, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is going to be fun. I wonder how he's going to get himself out of this fix, you know? So yeah. there, there wasn't a lot of that watching the beginning of this movie. It was more, at the beginning, it was more for me, like, why would anybody care what happens to this or an annoying man, you know? But I think the haircut helped, <laughs> Jim will tell you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jim will she- tell you, once they cut that awful hair, <laughs> I said, oh, Okay. <laughs> You Here are not go. alone. I feel like we need to retroactively go back and have just like party noises and stuff at that moment because so yes. many people have said that that haircut saved it for them. Yeah, all those Jerry Curl things. Oh, he was, yeah. He had um, uh, Bosom Buddies hair before that. That's what it was. He was cutting off the Bosom Buddies era Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the minute that I wish I had seen on the big screen. Uh, oh, gosh. I, I, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. <laughs> Keep forgetting we're old, but yeah, this is uh... I, no, I and it's um yeah, it was one of those things that popped up. My parents watch it, and I guess it was like, well, it's a Tom Hanks movie. It's not anything she can't watch, and uh, I hate to tell them this, but I definitely was watching stuff I shouldn't have been at that point anyway. So <laughs> yes. this was nothing. You're all you're both sitting down. So I first saw this movie when I was like six. Huh. And I loved it because I was a kid. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's a perfect it, kids movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just like latched onto it. And as I've grown up, this is one of the minutes where I'm like, man, I bet this looked amazing in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, they should really double. I mean, since it's as we're recording this, it's the 50th anniversary of Apollo 13. They should tag it up as a double feature with Apollo 13 for one of those Fathom Events things. I would freaking love that. <laughs> like, that would just be my day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a Tom Hanks film festival. I'd go see uh, see this in a big in a big theater. And uh, gosh, a bunch of I, I'd love to see that thing you do on a big screen. That would be uh, again. I'd, <gasps> oh, I'd, that I'd, would be so. Oh, amazing. I saw that so many times yeah. in the theater. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, you got to really crank it all up when you're listening. So it's uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't. He doesn't really pick bad movies. What's the one that he uh, met his wife, Rita Wilson, in? Um, I didn't like that one. Um, gosh, it's the one where he's in the Peace Corps. Um, oh, 
Oh, oh, um, volunteers. Volunteers. Yes. That's the one. Yeah, that was. Why did you pick this movie? I, uh, that one I didn't like. Um, now I'm trying to think of Tom Hanks movies I don't like. But the thing is, like, even volunteer, like, even the ones that I didn't like, there it wasn't. I didn't like them because of him. You know, no, no, like, it wasn't his fault. He had some good moments. Yeah. yeah. Um, hmm. Road to Perdition. I didn't like Road to Perdition, but I love the okay. Green Mile, and I loved, of course, Splash. Splash was the one that you know really made it. <gasps> yeah, and, Splash uh, was my favorite. I think of the early ones. Yeah. Yeah, he was just so good in that. And uh, he felt so happy coming out of that movie. It was like, gosh, they really know how to make a, a happy movie. Again. It, it, there had been a long stretch of just super depressing movies back then. It was when like Terms of Endearment and Ordinary People and Kramer versus Kramer, oh, all these yeah. really, you know, bad marriage stories. And then they had, you know, Splash came out and it was like, gosh, this is fun. This is a lot of <laughs> just just fun watching Tom Hanks and John Candy was his brother and just yeah, I just you, you could sit there and laugh, and it was just enjoyable. So that's I think that's when you started when you see Tom Hanks, you start thinking uh, I'm happy, and then you hear his voice, and that's why <laughs> that's why Woody works so well because when you hear Toy Story, it's like it's Tom Hanks. This is great. I love Woody. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, well. Thank you for Tom Hanks. <laughs> Dear God, whose name I do not know. His movies Thank are so you for Tom big. Hanks. Yes, please protect him these days. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just. Knocking on wood left and right. Uh, Nancy, I produced two movie podcast a podcast about Tom Hanks movies. So if if anything goes awry, I'm gonna have so much re-recording to do. I don't even know what I would do. Uh, at least change the background music to something somber. Yeah. Uh, well, well, he used the Apollo 13 music. That's pretty uh, James Hornery. That that'll do yeah. it. <laughs> Well, ho- hopefully we're just we're, we're we're spitting in the breeze. It's not nothing. Nothing's wrong. He'll he'll be okay. And uh, people listening to this in the future will go, "What are they talking about?" So hopefully that'll be. Oh, I, I hope so. To be fair, there has been like a year's worth of news in the past forty-eight hours. So yeah. when this airs in May, who knows? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, hopefully by then the the warm weather will have killed all the virus and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either we'll be, we'll be doing the stand minute in real time. So. <laughs> oh, the dark humor. Welcome uh, to Joe versus yes. the minute. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. Well, I think we've given a pretty good plug for Apollo 13 minute. Yes, or Apo- Apollo 13 minute. That's us. Yes. Yes. And Hitchcock minute. Please uh, join us out there because you can listen to, like I said before, it's a, it's a Whitman sampler of movies by minutes uh, hosts. So if you really want to get a taste for this whole movement, that's a great place to uh, to start. After you finish listening to Joe versus the Minute, of course. Of course. And if you become obsessed, there is moviesbyminutes.com, which will keep you busy forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're under quarantine or just listening to something while you're shopping for toilet paper, that's the thing to do. <laughs> now, that's really not going to make sense to people listening yeah. in the future. What is he talking about? Maybe there'll be a snowstorm in listening to this. That could be it. <laughs> We had to eventually, I think Jarf tweaked the title of the episode itself, but we recorded something and the original episode title was In the Time of the Feral Hogs because we couldn't stop making jokes about the feral hogs. And we're like, we know we're dating this. We know this will be over by the time it comes out, but they're so funny and we're laughing so hard. So it's it's a time-honored tradition on this podcast to make timely comments that will not be timely <laughs> on the air. <laughs> uh, yes, never do topicalities, but it's okay. Evergreen, yes. except when we're not. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Well, I hope uh, you will be able to rejoin us because Joe is uh, not looking so good, and I'm a little bit worried about him. Yeah. No. No. Uh, no bliss text in sight. You know, I don't see any chapsticks around on the in all that luggage. <laughs> Four steamer trunks and not a bliss text among them. Now I don't know. I don't know. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.